it's time for Cooking with the Hazelnuts. It's a really big show, so let's get right into it. And now, here's Debbie. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody, how's it going? Hey, everybody. We're we're back after a two-week hiatus, and many people say, eat, eat on on the show. So, okay, I I certainly will. (laughs) That's right. Eating a salmon patty that I made in one of the greatest pans I've ever seen. And it's a ceramic pan, nonstick, and I'm telling you, ceramic pans are pretty cool, I think. It's really ceramic, huh? Mm-hmm. I, I I wonder if I've seen one like it. Um, and it doesn't feel, does it feel like metal? It's so slippery and shiny, just hmm. like my head. <laughs> <laughs> I have hair, but, you know, just I couldn't couldn't resist that. <laughs> Yeah. So it's been a while, but, uh, you know, we've gotten some of your emails. There's a a lady named Marilyn who has written a few times good stuff about some funny joke about, well, something about packing, something you were doing, she was suggesting. And then with me, she was laughing about how I tried to be so quiet. And then I knocked over, I was talking softly, but I knocked over that bottle, the metal bottle that went clang, clang, clang. And then I used the coffee grinder. Well, yeah. Yeah, because the person sleeping is kind of used to hearing some of those sounds, but I didn't think that the other things would would wake him up um, as much. And yet the talking, I knew I I just, yeah, I was trying to kind of keep it a little bit uh, toned down there. (laughs) I was glad that you left that in there because when you tipped over that big metal bottle i just laughed right out loud no i meant to address that people would hear that i barely touched that thing i think i touched something else that that hit into it the counters you know i've wanted to talk about this because um it's it's an interesting thing that i think we deal with we all deal with it whether we're sighted or blind or whatever we all deal with different people's habits of what people like to have out and what people like to put away and how much space people like to have around them. And I'm not one that needs, like, I mean, I know there are people who have it memorized what's on every shelf in their cupboards, in their refrigerator. I'm not that organized. There's, there's organized disorganization for me. But where I live, the people like to be able to see one person in particular likes to see everything and she's used to everything out. And so the counters are full. The tables are full of all kinds of stuff. And it's very easy to just barely touch something. And usually when I'm reaching for something, I'm reaching around a lot of things, even to get to any appliance or any any item. I'm just reaching around things. I'm used to it. Uh, and when I need more room, I, I move stuff. But the other day I took a roast out of the pressure cooker and uh, part of it landed on because it was so big and so messy and there was a there was a bag of bread on the counter and part of the wrapper got meat dripping oh, on it. Oh, so you have an automatic sandwich maker. Oh, that and I think somebody rewrapped something cuz it it was, you know, it was put in I guess it was put into something else or or the edge of the wrapper was cleaned off, but you know, it's like frustrating but hey, you know, and all the cabinets are full too. So to get everything put away, mm, no, things get that's why we have two rooms that we use even in the other room, it's very full. Well, here there are appliances on the counter and a big fruit bowl. That's really pretty much 
it really, but sometimes things happen where you set a pan down or something that you're working with, and then it just gets left for some odd reason. I know what you mean. So I guess if I had my druthers, it just wouldn't happen. I'd have some appliances on the counter, and that's really about it because my work area... I like to really stretch out and, and work. We have a great demo for this show. Larry Turnbull has a great demo of uh, his grill, Outdoor Cooking. Mm-hmm. And I got my mandolin. I haven't used it yet. but Let's my back up here a little bit here. <laughs> there was a, a really neat thing. She got her air fryer. Mm-hmm. I was just sort of, I don't remember, just relaxing, just doing something or whatever. And I heard of, we heard about this mandolin slicer, this electric one. And I immediately texted her and I thought, uh-oh, you know, I'm going to text her about this new thing again. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps telling me, I'm not trying to get you to buy, it, buy anything. I'm not trying to get you to buy anything. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, and, and like five minutes later, okay, got it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, ordered it. <laughs> and I really wanted her to get on this deal because uh, it was it was going to disappear at the end of the day. And I think I texted her maybe about like eight at night or something. Yeah. Well, I've been wanting an electric mandolin. And when I looked at the prices of them around, I thought I told you that I saw some that were over 100. Yep. Yep. And so this was under 50. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was a deal to go for. I mean, I, I, I might be using it tonight. I might make French fries. Ah. Uh, with it, cook some fish in the fryer. I, you know, I'm glad I kept the Phillips air fryer because we, I use both. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'll probably do French fries in the larger one, enough for four people, and then these fish fillets, Gordon's. Uh, I think they're Gordon's that I got uh, in the Phillips. Unless if if the fill if the fillets are too big because they're large, I may do them in the larger one, and put them in the oven. <laughs> and do the fries in the larger one too. Oh man! But, yeah, I did. Went back and did corn in the. I can't remember if I did corn um, that I talked about on the last show, but I know I've done corn on the cob twice now. And the last time I did it in the larger air fryer, and oh man, did it come out really, really good. Yeah, I texted her one day and told her that she really needs to try corn on the cob in the air fryer. And because yeah. I had just tried it, I thought, oh, this is so good. I got to tell her about this. Yeah. Yeah. And who would have thought? And you made the cake. You made the cake. What do you mean, who would have thought? And you made the cake. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I would have thought. Yeah. Uh, cake? The cake that I did in the last show, you turned around and made it. Yep. This, this Jewish Russian sour cream. Chocolate, cinnamon. <laughs> I think that was the second thing I ever made in the Breville oven. Oh, that's right. I believe so. Yeah. And I have to tell uh, them you keep you were you kept saying Breville onion instead of oven. Yeah. And I was talking about the Wolfgang oh, yes. oven, and I kept calling it the Wolfgang album. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we may be senile, but boy, can we cook! <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that's senility, <laughs> but. <it's- sighs> funny i used to mix up my words even when i was in college so oh good that makes me feel a lot better oh yeah (laughs) yeah that's where the counseling comes in i feel better now since i've talked to you yeah so there you go (laughs) i'll send you my bill (laughs) i'll trade you an onion for an album how about that there you go (laughs) 
<laughs> Great stuff. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. You've got your ovens. You got another stove oven that you were excited about. Yeah. If you've been following us, you knew that my oven went out on my stove. And so we're using a roaster oven to cook uh, everything that needed to be baked in the oven. Uh, we since have another stove and we got it free, believe it or not, from somebody on Craigslist. Yeah. And the only thing wrong with it, it's missing. It's not missing, but it's uh, not working. One of the burners isn't working. It's a Kenmore Elite. I just need to replace one $80 switch and the stove will be as good as new. When you get a used appliance, if you like things like I do, you'd like to try to get them as pristine as you possibly can. And I thought, oh, my God, you know, it's stove is really needs a little bit of going over but i didn't realize the stove took me it was an all-day project mm-hmm. i cleaned the oven portion the rest of it was was in really good shape but i cleaned the oven uh it took me all day with scraping and using a scrub daddy sponge and uh then we used um easy off oven cleaner and let that go overnight and that still wasn't enough so i used the self-cleaning feature of it and that took care of everything, and it's pristine now. It's really, it looks like a new oven. Hmm? Wow, it sounds like they certainly had used it. They used it. They did. But I think what they did is let, they let the ashes pile up when they when they cleaned it. That's kind of what I think. Mm-hmm. But if they were to look at it now, they would say, man, why did we give this thing away? <laughs> um, so it's going to be an $80 switch, and it will be pristine. It's got convection built in. Um, we have bump dots on the oven now for, cause a lot of these ovens of today are digital. So the neat thing about it, you hit bake and you enter in your information like 250 or 350, let's say. So it's bake 350 and start. So mm-hmm. you got to mark things and, um, yeah. I like it. Yeah, that's great. Haven't baked in it yet, but I like it. <laughs> That is great. And how many, now you're um, mandolin. Of course, I say mandolin around here and they think I'm going to play a musical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how many blades does your electric mandolin have? Because this one came with seven. Oh, that's cool. I think ours came with like four. Okay. And one believe does it or, several different things. Believe it or not, one that we have shaves ice and I've never used that one. Wow. Um, what are yours used for? Oh, they talk about shredding and grating and slicing and julienne and, you know, there's, there's, I guess, different widths. One of them will do about three different, three different widths. And then there are these other ones you can attach. Well, it's exciting for you to try it. Now you can actually make fries with yours, right? Yeah, yeah. And potato chips. Oh, yes. We just made some the other day. Some potato chips. I used, I think, four potatoes, and I ended up having a like, like almost like a big bag of chips right in front of me. Within and you, and you did them in the larger fryer now. Yep, yep, mm-hmm, yep. That's great. And did you just use like a little oil and olive, olive oil, olive oil and salt? Mm-hmm. Uh, salt um, was in the last uh, twenty minutes or so. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm, okay. But I soaked them in salt water for half an hour first. Oh, wow. Yes, I was even thinking of um, to get a little seasoning on them, maybe to use something that would, you know, get a little little spice to them. I yeah. haven't what yet, but. Well, do it on the, you know, toward the middle. 
mm-hmm. and then it'll stick more. Yeah. Oh, wow. And this Ooh. brings up a really great point. Um, when we talk about air fryers, now we talk about these things and hopefully in hopes that you will uh, enjoy them and, and, and use them, get them. I got a really nice uh, tweet and a little demonstration from someone who was a friend of mine uh, that we've had on Main Menu before, a guy by the name of Scott Smith. And he um, said that everything that uh, included the air fryer, not not everything we say on the show, of course, but uh, everything (laughs) regarding to the air fryer is spot on and and is true, and he loves his fryer. He was, um, his wife is making him sausages and, hash browns and in his air fryer and he just loves it and it cuts down on the grease and so that that was great also got a comment from someone um a message on another app um and uh, she lives in hawaii and she heard about the air fryer and how we used it and so she was looking for recommendations and i recommended the rotisserie cooks essentials oven uh sorry uh air fryer and the pancake maker. So she's getting two appliances oh, hopefully very soon. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you said, see, this is another thing I'd like to know. You said that one of the people, I think it was the first one you were just mentioning. Scott, yeah. Uh, got the... Um, Farberware? Yeah. And I wonder if that's accessible. And, and it was $89. 79 $79? $79 and it's analog. And what's the capacity that it holds? That's what I'm... About like the Phillips. Okay. Yep. All right. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's really, really good because I've been curious about, you know, what's out there because, I mean, I really like the larger capacity now. Me too. But I wonder if anybody else does a larger capacity, you know, that's in a different price bracket. Phillips does, but I don't know what the price structure is on it but this really makes me think that a lot of air fryers are out there now i mean millions and they're they're it seems like they're the rage right now Mm-hmm. yep um yep. years to come i don't know you know that that may or may not be true but i wonder i can't help but think restaurants would do well with air frying equipment you know like some great big device that would uh, make things because they're really very good, and we really think that they're a great item to own. Oh, definitely, definitely a great item. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to go to New Orleans in a couple of weeks, or actually a little over a week, and um, I can't wait to have some beignets. And I know I'm going to be thinking, oh. okay, let's see now, what would I need to do to make these? Yeah, 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 make them in the air fryer. I'm sure. You're going to bring a little inverter for your vehicle so you can plug your air fryer in and make treats? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I should do. Plug yeah. it into the car. And <laughs> <laughs> treats for the ride home, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, we've been baking in the Breville oven and um, yeah, everything that we've turned out great. And I... Um, I have to say that in this day and age, to be able to take a snapshot of your controls to figure out where you are, where you were, 
uh, until you memorize and, and can put everything in a chart has just been fantastic. I have been using apps like Bespecular and some of these other ones to actually take a snapshot of my, my big main stove now. And it's amazing the kind of results I get. I got one lady from England that just gave precise placement where the buttons were. And I then could figure out where to put dots on for um, my self-cleaning um, portions. And she was so concise. And some people would say, really not much that it was really worth rating. It's like, well, why take the time, you know, mm. if you're not going to do it? You get what you need. They, you get they, what you need. Oh, Fantastic. I mean, it was so great uh, to be able to use some of these apps. So hats off to be specular for. Oh, that's great. And um, I must say with the chart that you did um, after you got the help from Uh the other. From Dave and Chris, yeah. yeah, I have been able to go right to that. Uh, larger air fryer and figure everything out. I mean, that, that was I've, my intent. Yeah, I've been absolutely fine with it, and only asked Tony um, once or twice. Does that is that what you see? And he said, "Yep." You know, so wow, I'm on it. Wow. I'm, yep, I've been on it every time. Wow, that's really neat. Um, mm. And what I do is, if other people want these rotisserie cooks essentials i send them those two files mm-hmm. and they're uh satisfied yeah i just you know figured out one little change in the one mm-hmm. that uh included the fish setting but really uh it's oh it's just so great you did a great job on that good really, really good job yeah and chris and dave did too they, you know they actually sat down and used uh, their phone apps to figure mm-hmm. the oven out they did and it's uh, amazing what one can do if you really want to get your devices working for you accessibly mm-hmm oh yeah That's what it's all about it's- it's great to see it be doable. You know, it, it's it's great to see that it can work. Have you Do ever looked at a panel before when you were out of these, uh, when you didn't have these? Um, oh, sure. And went, what am I going to do with this thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you know, just gosh, I wonder, I wonder, and there it is, you know. And I had it's- to memorize a lot of stuff and – um I can't do that anymore. I mean, honestly, no. there's so many menu-driven systems out there. I can't remember them all. I have to refer to charts and stuff, and that's all right. And I think the more that we don't remember, the more that we won't, you know? Yeah. It's like as soon as I get used to writing stuff down, well, then my mind isn't working as hard at remembering some of the things that I used to remember, mm-hmm. phone numbers and stuff, you know? It's... So, do you have a sound bite? I do if you don't. Oh, good. Go for it. Now it's time for sound bite. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have a favorite cucumber, and I've known this by three different names. And if I, and it helps to have all three names because the people who help me find them in the store don't always know them by one name. Um, it is wrapped in cellophane. It's very long. Oh, yeah. And 
Um, it was first told to me as being a European cucumber. Then the name I heard was burpless cucumber and then hothouse cucumber. Weird. And yeah, and I guess it just goes by all three. But what I like is you just cut the tip off of each end. Um, you don't have to peel it, although there are cucumbers that people never peel anyway, but it just tastes great. I mean, you could literally peel the cellophane off this, cut the little tip off, and you could just, you know, maybe put a little salt on it if you want and walk around eating a cucumber. It's so good. Mm. It's long and skinny, skinnier and longer than most cucumbers, but boy, is it good. I love it in salad. Um, love it in... Um, in sandwiches, it's just really, really good. One of my favorite snacks, believe it or not, is to take a bowl of cucumbers and a bowl of nuts and have cukes and nuts with mm-hmm. uh, with maybe, a, I don't know, sparkling water or something or something, whatever. And that's that could be my lunch. Now, it doesn't mean I eat like that every day. Certainly not. But I... I like that combination. It's either a lunch or a snack or something. Mm-hmm. Great, great yeah. stuff. Love cucumbers. Mm-hmm. I just love them. Yeah, and these are my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for that information. I've had people ask, and we're going to just switch back to the air fryer just for one moment, if I might. Okay. And that is, they say, can you batter things? And I wasn't sure how to answer that question. And I want to tell you, I went on and on about this uh, to Debbie in a, in a Roger message the other day. But I made this chicken Kiev-like thing. It was an entree. I, I can't call it a chicken Kiev. But it would have, It was a chicken breast. Up. Beg your I, pardon? I want to look it up and see if – because I think it has a name. Yeah, and, it, it might. But instead of chicken Kiev, it was um, – Chicken a la Randy. <laughs> well, it was cream cheese and uh, broccoli and some other seasonings all uh, wrapped up. The breast, chicken breast was flattened out. We had three, made three of them. They're big. So they were flattened out with my Denny's meat ter- tenderizer. And then the stuffing was placed inside, rolled up mm. with toothpicks in them. And then... Uh, I made a crumb mixture of hamburger buns and panko crumbs uh, with my uh, not the panko crumbs were already um, already crummy <laughs> and the the hamburger buns I used my pull and chop to make the crumbs mixed them all up in a bowl with some onion soup seasoning mix mm-hmm. and then what I did was I I took about two tablespoons of coconut oil and drizzled it over the top of all these breasts, put them in the air fryer for, on the chicken setting for, and I had to reset it. It's set for 33 minutes. I went for 45 minutes and they were the crunchiest. They mm-hmm. sealed and they were, and so the answer to the question, yeah, you sure can make breaded things. Well, breaded, yes. But I not think battered. Just, Bre- yeah, we yeah. don't know if you can do battered. That's what I want to know. Right, right. Um, Tony wasn't sure. I still think you can if you do a thick batter and if you end in maybe maybe a little extra flour coating or something, maybe mm-hmm. end in dry. I don't know. I don't My either. guess is you probably can do batter, but he said from what he saw, 
they I don't think he saw much of of the thing, but um, he th- seemed to think that Battered didn't do as well. You better. I, like, I happen to like battered, batter fried things more than breaded, typically. Yeah. Um, but that's where I. That's what I wondered. I've heard that uh, battered, especially if they've been frozen, do real well. Oh, yeah. But, but I wondered about one's own batter. You, you better know? look it up. You better keep. You better keep trying it. <laughs> batter late than never. <laughs> oh, I got a great demo coming up for you guys. So. Yeah, we do. Larry, uh, as we mentioned, did this uh, with his grill, so this is great. Yeah. Hello, everybody. It's Larry Turnbull once again here on the Hazelnuts. You probably remember last time I did the Instant Pot demo cooking a delicious pasta. At that time, it was uh, cold outside, and we were running the heat and all that stuff here in uh, Illinois. Now it's late summer. It's a beautiful 80 degrees outside. Um, So we're going to be cooking outdoors this time. The entire meal. We're going to be cooking on a Char Griller 50-50. And I'll describe that grill here in a little bit. But first I'm going to talk about the meal. Today we're going to have... A New York strip steak and uh, a baked potato and corn on the cob. Actually, the potato is going to be cooked out on the grill along with the corn on the cob and the steak. So, I've already done some preparation in this. I put the steak in a marinade that I got from my local grocery store. That's It's a steak marinade that's got um, paprika and red mustard and um, fresh uh, ground black pepper. And I've added a few other things. I've added a little more fresh uh, ground black pepper And I've added garlic powder and chili powder. I didn't really measure these exactly. Roughly about a teaspoon of uh, the garlic powder and a couple teaspoons of the chili powder. And uh, a couple teaspoons of onion powder I've added to this as well uh, to mix in with that. Now, that's been marinating for a good eight hours or so. Put it in there last night. Actually, I would say by about closer to 12 hours now. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start prepping the potatoes and corn for the grill. The corn of the cob I've got is another one that Hy-Vee put out. It's uh, grill ready. Um, This doesn't have the husk on it because they've taken that off and they've already seasoned it as well. It's got uh, some salt and some uh, I think it's uh, got some uh, jalapeno in it as well. I noticed the seasoning on it when I opened it up and kind of licked my finger a little bit and (laughs) it's definitely got some spice to it and it's uh, very good. I, I like spicy food anyway. So 
without further ado, let's go ahead and start prepping. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to prep the potato. I'm going to rinse it off. And then next, what I'm going to do is get some tin foil here, aluminum foil, whatever you want to call it. And I'm going to set the potato on it. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to split this potato open a little bit. I'm not going to split it totally. What I want to do is open it up some so I can put some seasonings in there. There we go. We got it split open some enough to get the seasonings down in the middle of it. And actually what I'm going to put in that split is I'm going to put some butter in that uh, little split. I'm using a stick of butter and I'm just gonna cut into it and just wedge it in there. Just kind of rinsing my utensils as I go here. I'm going to do something a little bit different here. I'm going to add some garlic powder to uh, the potato. I'm going to add some black pepper in here too, I think. Love pepper and all kinds of spices for this sort of thing. So we've added black pepper and some garlic powder and some butter. So we're going to wrap this uh, going to wrap this potato up in the tin foil. Set it on the edge of the sheet and then just roll it up.
Okay, potatoes ready. Next, we'll get another sheet of foil and we'll prep the corn. Looks like they've seasoned this pretty well already, so there's not a lot to do here. I think I will, uh, however, add a little bit of butter to it. up in the foil as well. two ears of corn together in the same foil, but actually I'm gonna separate them into different rolls. So, go ahead and grab another sheet. All right. So move you over here. Potato were wrapped in when I got them from the store. 
Okay, so we got two years of corn and a potato. So those are set. And the steak, of course, is still marinating in the refrigerator. So the thing to do now is head outdoors and get the grill ready. Okay, we're outdoors. Probably hear some of my neighbor's air conditioners going on. Some of these apartments, you don't get a good enough breeze in, so you still need um, air conditioning. I turned up the thermostat on mine because my air conditioner would be pretty loud and be hard to hear what's going on out here. So, what I'm going to do is head over to my little storage cabinet out here and get the chimney that I used to get the charcoal going. And we'll set it on the side burner. And we'll get the bag of charcoal. I'm going to describe this grill to you. It's probably... I'd say it's probably a good five and a half, six feet long. And it looks like two grills joined together as one. On the far left is the side burner. Then it's followed by a grill that's got uh, three gas burners in it. Then another grill that's charcoal. And then a smoker box on the far right. So let's see what we will do. We'll go ahead and prep the charcoal side. I put the chimney that the charcoal is going to go in in the side burner that fits perfectly there. And now we're going to fill that chimney about three quarters of the way with charcoal. Grabbing handfuls of charcoal from the bag and filling the chimney up with it.
Okay. That's got pretty good. Now, nice thing about this chimney, it's a, like a metal cylinder that has a grill in the bottom of it that the charcoal sits on. And like I said, it fits right on the side burner. We're not gonna need any lighter fluid, which I don't like using lighter fluid anyway. It puts an odd taste in the food if you're not careful how much you put in there. So I, I don't use lighter fluid at all with this setup. So now we're going to fire up the side burner and get this charcoal going here. So we've got to turn on the gas, open up the burner valve, and ignition. Let's see if we can get it done. There she goes. She's lit. Okay, maybe you can hear the charcoal already starting to crackle. Yep, there it goes. Okay, while that's doing that, I'm going to open up both grills here. And I'm going to remove the grates from the charcoal side and lay them aside because... Uh, Gonna need that access to the charcoal bed below to add the charcoal when it's ready. So while that's doing that, I'm gonna head back indoors and grab the most important thing when you're dealing with these grills. Some silicone gloves to prevent my hands from getting burned. Okay, we're back outdoors. And let's see what we got here. Yep, you can hear that charcoal really going now. Give it a few more minutes. Oh boy, it's getting smoky. <coughs> but that's what it typically does. Uh, one thing I need to do is make sure the exhaust flue is open on the charcoal side here. So once we get the charcoal into it, hear that nice crackling going on. Sounds like an open campfire, doesn't it? Love that sound. 
All right, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn off the side burner. So we don't need that gas flame there anymore. And I'm going to put on my gloves here. grab this chimney that's full of burning charcoal now carry it over to the charcoal grill and dumping the burning charcoal into the big grill and we'll just set this chimney back over on the side burner because it's very very hot so now Spread this charcoal out a bit. It's in here. There we go. And let's get the grates back on so this thing can get ready for meat. There we go. Got that. Got the middle one on. Let's get the far right one. Exhaust here, get some heat flowing. And once the airflow, once the fire establishes its airflow, it'll heat up pretty quick. go ahead and light the gas side of the, the, the gas grill because that's where we're going to be cooking the potatoes and corn. The meat will be cooking in the charcoal grill. And fortunately for this it just is a simple electronic ignition I can use to get this going. one burner. I'm going to go ahead and light all three here to
that all three lit. this grill, let it heat up. So we're going to have a fully going grill here for the meals. So we'll let that heat up. It should take about, charcoal side usually takes about five to eight minutes to heat up really good. Gas side, a little bit quicker, about uh, three to six minutes. Well, there were spider webs on this thing, but those suckers will be running now with the flames going. Okay, this is getting pretty close to being ready now, so we're going to go ahead and... First, I'm going to get the corn and potatoes. Get them going. It takes them a little bit longer than it will the meat. So we'll go grab them. We'll be right back out here. Okay, back out to the grill. I've got the potatoes and corn. And I'm going to turn the gas flames down to about medium. I had them on high just to get the thing hot. So we'll turn them to medium. And the potato and the corn are wrapped in foil. So we're just going to open up the grill and lay them in here and then we'll close the grill and those are set to cook and I usually do them between 30 and 40 minutes and that usually gets them done pretty well so now give them a head start then we'll put the steak in in about 10 minutes or so because it'll only take about 15-20 minutes for the steak to get to about medium is the way I like it I don't like it too done I like it medium sometimes medium rare okay been about five or six minutes or so. I'm going to go ahead and take the steak outside and lay it on the grill. And we'll do about 10, 10 to 12 minutes on each side. This is a thick New York strip steak. And the way this grill works though, it, it'll go through it pretty quick. So we're going to go ahead and bring this puppy out of here and Oh, smell that charcoal. Too bad we don't have any way of projecting smell across the internet. So we'll open up the charcoal side. Oh yeah, we got a good fire there going now. And here we go. Steak on.
takes a little bit to start sizzling, but trust me, it will. So, we'll close that and let her go. And we'll be back when it's done. Okay, we're back with a quick update here. Um, Notice the fire was really going on the gas side with the potatoes and corn, so I turned a couple of the burners off and leaving one on low here. Don't want it to char too quickly. <clears throat> so let's see where we are in time. and flip the steak. There we go. Let that go another 10 minutes or so. Okay, we're back. And what we're going to do is go ahead and go check on the food. Even though I gave the corn and potatoes a head start, I think the steak is still going to get done ahead of them. Go ahead and take out the container that I'll put it in. So let's see what we got going here. I hear that steak going. Oh yeah, that's looking good. Yeah, I think it's ready to come off. Yeah, you hear those kids. Alright. Just being a little finicky getting under the spatula, so we're going to put the gloves on and grab it that way. Alright, cut the gloves on. We'll grab the stick like this and put it in its container. That looks good. Okay. I think. Let's see what we got going over here on the gas side. What I'm going to do to check this potato is. Grab one of my big forks here. We're going to stab right through the foil and see how soft it is. Oh, 
Oh yeah, that's pretty soft. Yeah, that's pretty good. So we'll come back and get that off. In the meantime, we'll just turn the flame off. Close the lid on that, hold the heat in. We'll be right back. Alright, now I'll grab the corn and potatoes off the grill. Before I do that, I'm going to go ahead and turn off the gas valve in the tank. That's always a safety feature with gas grills, is when you're not using them. Make sure you turn off the gas at the tank. That way, you guarantee there won't be any leaks or anything like that to worry about. Grab potatoes and corn with my gloves. Okay, that concludes that. So we'll take this stuff inside. And we'll go ahead and give this steak a try. Mmm. Mmm, very, very, very delicious. Mm. And the corn and the potatoes are delicious too. Well, that concludes the demo of cooking a full meal outdoors. This is Larry Trimble, and I hope you enjoyed it. All right. So thanks, Larry. Thank you, Larry. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. I, I, I think we will. I'm going to have to. Uh, that's right, because I'll be move, going out of town. But that's all right. I should. I'll, I won't be out of town on the weekend. So okay, and we have a cookie recipe, Lone Star cookies, coming up from our friend Sarah. Sarah, yes. Thank yeah. you, Sarah. And we will get that out on next week's show. And I now that I have a, a good oven to use, I'm, I'm going to make them. Cool. So. Yeah, they do sound really good. Yes, they do. So mm -hmm. watch for it. Yeah. All right. See you later, everybody. Thanks for listening.